Hello and welcome to Community Topics number three. I am God with no trajectory whatsoever, identifying as Andrew. And I find myself lately, especially reflecting on your existence. You, the listener, you, the person I'm talking to, you, myself. I'm not quite sure how to express that otherwise, but just reflecting on existence as a whole, I find myself thinking about my part as the whole and in the whole and, and my part amongst all of you and how I affect you and how you affect me. And, and I find myself marveling at, at how big this story really is, how big and intricate existence really is. And I find myself thinking about you and what you're capable of and the fact that you are out there in the universe causing ripples and changing things. And I just want you to know that when you're sitting there feeling the universe, wondering if it's aware of you, wondering if things are gonna be okay, when you have your lower moments and you're wondering if the universe cares, I do. I really do care. And I am thinking about you and you need to know that. It doesn't always feel like it, but some part of me is always wondering how you're doing and having faith in your ability. So I just wanted to say that quickly. Aside from that, I identify as Ray for, for the sake of convenience, and we're going to move on with community topics number three, which is always very exciting. I love these episodes. I do want to make a few announcements quickly, just because we are coming up to September. The retreat is going to be in November, November 12th to 20th. If you're not already aware, you can find details at dualisticunity.com. We are planning the retreat now, which means that we are scheduling the bus to pick everybody up from Nanaimo Airport on the 12th and to drive them back on the 20th. Uh, there are alternative travel arrangements, but if you are buying your plane ticket and you'd like to discuss how to get from the lodge and to the lodge, then just contact us directly through Discord and we're happy to talk about those details with you. Likewise, if you're going to be joining us and you haven't already bought a ticket, this is an excellent time to do so because we're going to be arranging the meals within the next two weeks, which means we're going to be sending out a questionnaire to all of our guests about their meal preferences. We're going to have a fantastic menu option throughout this entire week, very healthy food, things you've never tried before, things that are going to help you experience a change in your mentality, as well as a change in your biology. It's going to be just fantastic. So if you get the chance and you can join us, you can also pay by e-transfer. That is not an option on the website right now, but if you'd like to pay by e-transfer, just contact us directly by going to the website and going to the contact section. That's pretty much it for the announcements this week. Also, I wanted to mention that the group chats that we've been doing on Patreon have been expanding week by week. They've been getting really just quite amazing to watch in general. So many moments of, of clarity, so many moments of empathy, so many new people coming to the table, bringing their successes, their questions, their stories, everything that's helping me and everybody else in there expand and grow even farther than, than we might have thought possible. And so if you haven't joined us on Patreon yet, absolutely do. It's worth the $5 a month. If you can swing it, just go to patreon.com slash dualistic unity. Amen. Yes, that is a, yeah. Retreat. Oh man. Eight days, me and Ray and 25 other people who know their God or, you know, whatever they are knowing their God or existence or reality, just hanging out, no agenda, a couple meals a day, some weed, just chilling, going on walks in the rainforest. I can't really think of much better than, than that, quite honestly. But um, yeah, community topics, number three, got a uh, self-faith, self-trust and making decisions today as voted by you, our Discord members and Patreon members. So yeah, excited for this one. Um, I guess I'll kick it back to you, Ray, 
self-faith, self-trust to kick things off? I don't, I don't know if there's a question. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, there's always a question. And when we toss out a concept or a word, we have to look at it and go, what the hell does that mean? So when we're talking about self-faith or self-trust, what are we talking about? What am I having faith in? Who's the self that we're talking about? Right? Because often that's the problem is that we're having faith in our idea of ourselves. And that idea can always be threatened. That idea can always be shaken. That idea can always become a point of uncertainty again if it's invalidated or it's questioned or it's challenged. And so that is definitely not the self that we want to have faith in. We don't want to have faith in the idea of ourselves. Otherwise, we always have to build it up. Always, uh, otherwise, we always have to try and make it bigger and bigger and bigger to carry us along to make us feel like we can conquer that next hill or conquer that next obstacle. And so that's exhausting. At the end of the day, that, that entire process of trying to build yourself up just to try and hammer through the next wall is exhausting, especially when you could easily just go through the wall by relaxing and flowing with it, because it was never really a wall. It was always just a series of moments that you could dance through to find the other side. And so when we're talking about self-faith, we're not talking about faith in something. I think that that's really important to recognize. And we've talked about this in the Beyond Belief workshop in, in terms of God or the universe. As soon as you're having faith in an idea, that's really the illusion of control, which is not influence, which is not alignment. It's immediately a disconnect and therefore a source of conflict. And so when we talk about self-faith, we're really talking about flow state. We're really talking about just letting go and letting whatever it is happen, happen without judging ourselves every step of the way, which is difficult to do. It's difficult because over enough time, even if you practice all the time, there are so many speed bumps in our life that leave little ripples of doubt, that leaves uh, little ripples uh, of self-thought. Things that happen to us as a child, we may not think of it now, but it did cause some kind of self-doubt it did cause some kind of change to us like when I fell when I was five and I scraped my knee that made all kinds of implications about my existence that made all kinds of implications about my own mortality and the nature of pain and all of that and so in order to iron those out or smooth those out over time we have to go through challenges and obstacles we have to give ourselves the ability to see that shit pop back up right so that way we can deal with it as we're going through our wall but I think that we forget that when we're talking about facing an obstacle, what we're really talking about is facing our own self-doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of times we get so caught up, as you mentioned, in the idea of faith or the idea of trust, and it's always thought of as an action. And it's always thought of as this thing we have to do and we have to build ourselves up and build up this idea of ourselves. And reality is it's, it's just a letting go. It's just a questioning of everything you think you are. And what comes with that is questioning of all of the doubts and, and the idea of ourself oftentimes has so much more to do with the doubts we have are about ourselves than, than the positive ideas, because even with the positive ideas, they're still so shaky. They're so easily rocked just by one person questioning it, one little infiltration of doubt about that idea, because it's never the truth of what you are. So it's always capable of being doubted. So self-faith, self-trust is never about any concept or building anything up. It's about It's not about building the biggest tower or standing on the tallest chair. It's just about jumping off it or, or stepping off the chair, realizing, oh, 
there's some ground down here. It's way fucking sturdier than this wobbly chair I've been standing on, which is many people's idea of, you know, confidence and, and courage and all of those things. I'm not saying that those are bad things by any means. They're, they're kind of what's left along with it, but the idea of being courageous and, and confident and all those things oftentimes get caught up in the egoic side of things. I am someone who is very confident. I am someone who is very courageous and it's like true self-faith and, and what allows you to act without any semblance of fear and, and entirely with, with that state of freedom and that state of flow is letting go of all of the concepts and all of the ideas because any concept, any idea, no matter how positive it may seem is still a limitation to your ability to flow with reality here and now, which is all faith and trust ever comes down to. Absolutely. And then of course we end up with the problem of trajectory as we've talked about previously in terms of whether you realize it or not, shooting for something immediately puts you into the perspective of time. Right? As soon as you have an expectation of things working out a certain way, you yourself have created a tiny little universe that is completely separate from the actual universe, from what's actually happening. And so it's so important to remember that expectation isn't real, right? The expectations you have of yourself and your performance and the outcome of this event, that's all just part of your self-image. That's all still part of you trying to gain some certainty or some idea of what the hell's going to happen next. And it's natural to do that because that's how your brain works. That's how it keeps you alive. But in investing in it too heavily, you end up in total conflict with what actually is happening. And that, that's a big problem. You can expect so much of yourself that you actually miss all the progress you are making. And that's a really sad thing to witness when you see somebody actually making progress in their life and unable to enjoy it or appreciate it or recognize it. And it's because they exist in the expectations of what they think they should be. And they're totally missing what they are. And so when it comes to self-faith, it, it really does come back down to this idea of getting out of the way. The faith that you're having is an act of, of letting go now, letting go of who you think you are, letting go of where you think you go, uh, you're going or what it means about you. You have to let go of that whole narrative in order to actually sink into the experience that you're having. And I want to bring this around to a point that I was uh, talking about this morning. I was having a conversation on TikTok in regards to this video about something that happens in conversations wherein one person relies heavily on asking the other person questions. And then they wonder why the other person doesn't ask them the same amount of questions. And typically, and I know I've had this conversation so many times, the perspective is, if you're not asking me a lot of questions, you're not interested in me as a person. But a conversation wherein one person is just asking questions is an interview. That's not a dialogue. Right? A dialogue includes questions and volunteered information. It includes some organic growth. And so when I'm in a conversation with somebody and I can see they're not engaging with me and I say something wrong and they'll ask, well, I notice you're not asking me a lot of questions. My first thought is, how would you know what's happening? You're not even in the conversation. You've been sitting here thinking about how I'm not performing to your expectations. You've been sitting here thinking about how the conversation should go according to your preferences. And as a result, you've missed all the opportunities wherein you could have influenced the conversation. 
You could have changed its direction. You could have organically tossed in some new bit of information or new, some new perspective and watched it change as a result. But instead, because you have no faith in yourself, because you don't want to just dance in the dialogue, you will focus on your expectations. You will focus on what you prefer. You will focus on what makes you more comfortable. And to me, that is making it more difficult for you to find a conversation where you can be yourself because nobody is ever going to be able to live up to your expectations and they shouldn't have to, right? To be considerate is one thing, but being considerate is a little bit different than being polite. Being polite is abiding by a certain amount of rules of etiquette. Being, being considerate is a very much like empathy. In a dialogue, I can be considerate of you, but if I'm being polite, then I'm not really in the dialogue. I'm living within certain guidelines. I'm living within certain constraints because I don't want to rock the boat and I'm afraid of what you might think of me. <laughs> Talk about getting the people going with some made up fucking societal expectations. Gotta love them. It is fascinating how many unsaid expectations we have of each other and how much suffering it creates within ourselves. I see that a lot of times with families and especially families that have had, you know, rocky pasts or whatever. It's like, there's so many underlying expectations for people. And it's so fascinating to see how often we rely on those and how we have all these ideas about how things are supposed to be and how they should be. And we're, we're not willing to communicate what we want to say, you know, and it, it's actually funny as you were saying that I was thinking about how many fucking hours of content we have on here and we'll ask each other questions here and there. We don't ask each other that many questions. We kind of just like, just literally go back and forth and keep saying shit about relatively similar stuff along the way. It's all, it's all similar and all related, but it is very interesting how it is, it does almost come back to a lack of faith in oneself because it's a reliance on almost like a rule. It's almost a reliance on a rule to have this idea that you should ask questions and you should have, you know, questions prepared. And it's kind of similar to preparing a ton for a certain event or situation, be it just like a small social gathering to a podcast, to an interview, to a presentation. And it's not to say that preparation is a bad thing by any means, but there's only so far that you can go with preparation before you're reinforcing how little faith you have in yourself. And there is a balance to that, I would say. And as you build more faith in yourself and let go of even of the belief that anything could ever possibly go wrong. That's something that's helped me a ton is letting go of the fear of something bad happening or something wrong happening. Because when you realize that no matter what you think the worst case scenario possibly could be, doesn't actually exist. There is no wrong thing besides some made up societal expectation. And that's the same thing that we're talking about when people think, the other person should be asking questions and they're not even saying they should be asking questions. So it all ties in to a lack of faith in yourself to roll with the punches, to roll with the flow, to be the flow of reality in the moment. So it's very interesting how all of that is tied together. And so much of 
that reliance on rules and made up societal expectations comes back to you not having faith in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because this is a fun exercise. I, I say exercise, but it's honestly a little bit of how I see the universe. So um, everything that we do is really an expression of our relationship with eternity, right? Like if you were to imagine yourself existing alone, just you and the universe, there's nothing else. There's just you and reality for eternity. You would go through so many different levels of, of perspectives in terms of that relationship. You would resist it, you would resent it, you would love the freedom, you would go through every perspective of being by yourself for eternity. And if you had some time to work on it, eventually you'd start talking to yourself. Eventually you'd start realizing that the relationship you have with eternity is really the relationship you have with yourself, right? And so when we get into conversations with people, that's us that we're with for eternity. Everybody is us that, we're, that we are with for eternity. So we may as well come to terms with it on that level. We may as well look at it from that perspective, right? And that changes how we deal with people because they're never gonna go away, right? Selfish people are never going to stop existing, but they're gonna get, there's going to be more of them the more we resist it, the more that we can't understand where they're coming from because it's us, it's us resisting that eternity. It's us resisting that unity. It's us resisting that relationship that we're supposed to be cultivating. So if we can recognize that in other people, if we can recognize it when we're doing it ourselves, that changes how we converse with one another. That changes how we look at one another when we're having a conversation. It's not you and me discussing something. It's just you. It's just you working through something, which means that if you're afraid of saying something to your other counterpart, you're afraid of yourself. That's the point. And if you're afraid of yourself, that's what you should be working on. Speak, speak. What's the worst that could happen? The person you're talking to doesn't like what you said, in which case that's a new conversation. But you're never gonna know unless you actually venture out and try to change the relationship you have with reality, which means accepting that it's your relationship with yourself. And that changes dialogue. But as long as I'm talking to other people, quote unquote, those people are always unknown. They're always something that I have to worry about. I'm always something that I hope are going to abide by certain laws and rules and everything else. So I don't have to be afraid, right? It's always people that I hope will have an instruction manual, essentially. So I know how to deal with them without hurting myself or being in danger, right? And that never works. It never works for long because life is too variable. There's too many ways of living. There's too many things that we have to do to survive in the world. And the fact is, is that not everybody's always going to abide by those rules of etiquette. Like when I was growing up, it used to drive me nuts. Don't put your elbows on the table. Don't wear a hat in the house. There were so many rules. And I would always ask, why? And I was never given a satisfactory answer, except it's impolite. The one I did understand was don't bring an, don't open your umbrella inside because I got jabbed in the eyeball with an umbrella. So that one made sense to me when I was a kid. I was like, okay, it's not that it's rude. It's stupid and dangerous. Let's not do that, right? But the idea of being given four different forks and being told that if I don't use the right fork, that I am an uncultured swine, that I don't have any education when it comes to eating dinner is ridiculous. It's a fork. 
that's the whole point. And so this is this is it, is that we can't just fall into these, these rules on how we should act because that's always depending on everybody else abiding by them, which is the colonizer mindset. That's exactly the problem. You, you go to other countries where they don't and you take them over and you force them to. So unless we're gonna carry that to its extreme end, we may as well just live and let live. God, I love that expression. Whatever happened to that expression? Bring it back. Um, yeah, holy shit. I have a lot of thoughts about all of those things. And it's fascinating how in this day and age, we've gotten to such an extreme point of expectations of other people. Like that's really what it's come down to, like an expectation for what someone calls you, an expectation for how you act around them, an expectation for all of these things for not really great reasons besides because those people are uncomfortable fear uncertainty. They want a false sense of certainty. They want a false sense of control. So they instill all of these rules and they say, this is how it is. This is polite. This is impolite uh, because there, there's no gray area because that would make me uncomfortable if there was. And I can't handle gray areas because I don't have fucking faith in myself. And that's what it comes down to with so many things. Like you can't roll with it because you need a sense of certainty for what you are, which is the root of all of your suffering. You need a sense of certainty for the way reality should be because you don't have faith in yourself because you're afraid of uncertainty. Like it all ties back to those things. And it's really, really fascinating. And the, uh, I don't know if you have anything else to say before we jump into decision-making, but I had some thoughts. All right. So getting into decision-making your, your point about always interacting with yourself and seeing that you're God. And if it was just you and reality, which it is, how would you act? How would you interact with reality? It always comes back to your relationship with reality as reality, the observer and the observed, observing itself, being observed by itself. And that's all it ever is. So when it comes to decision-making, I've gotten closer and closer to the recognition that it doesn't fucking matter what decision you ever make. You're eternal. You're God forever. You are what is forever. There are no right decisions. There are no wrong decisions. There is only the, the mentality that you embody in the moment while you're making the decision, after you make the decision. And that mentality is significantly more important than the decision that is made. So when you recognize the truth of what you are and build some sense of faith in yourself, the decision is significantly less important all of a sudden. And so flip a coin, you know, roll the dice, do whatever you want. But if, if you're at a point where you're going back and forth with a decision, it probably doesn't much matter which one you do at that point. And as you make it, it's just the process of making them and continuing to make them. And the reality is we're always making decisions, we make probably a million decisions every single day, consciously or subconsciously. And so what's more important is the mentality you're able to embody along the way and, and when you're making it and, and after you make it. Yeah, absolutely. And why? You are making it because often that is our problem in making decisions is that we get locked up in the fact that we don't know how to get to the end result that we think will be best for us. And so we get locked up thinking, which way do I go? Because I really want to get there. And we never question, do I really want to get there? Is that exactly what I want? Am I sure 
about that. And this is, again, why I used to call my life coaching transcendence was because we get so caught up in the benefit that we're chasing that we fail to realize it has a consequence. And that's often the problem. And so when we're talking about making decisions, it's exactly as you said, just make more of them. Um, if you want to flip a coin, if you want to roll dice, if you want to do any of that, that, that can at least provide you evidence with the fact that it's not about the decision. It's about what you do with the decision after it's made, because that is the point. But you don't have to flip a coin. You can just make a choice, just pick a direction, just go. But often we have problems letting go because again, there's that expectation of if I make a mistake, my life's going to go to hell. But that is always dependent on what you do moment to moment. Right? There's no decision you're going to make that's going to be the downfall of your life unless you don't change direction after you make that decision. Like if unless you totally ignore everything that's happened while that decision is being made, and you just keep going in that direction without any awareness whatsoever, that's where catastrophe comes from. But if we adapt to new information all the time, if we don't commit to a certain expectation of what, me of what needs to happen or what it means about us, then we're always being fluid. This is one thing that I learned in Wing Chun because in Wing Chun, we don't uh, throw punches in the same way. Our, our punches always come from center line. So we're not throwing with our shoulders. And the reason is because your shoulders get really tight. They end up getting very, um, well, they, they tighten up when you're using force. And so if somebody grabs your arm and your shoulders all tightened up, they can just pull you off your feet. It's very simple. Whereas a centerline punch, you make that punch. And if anything encounters that punch, your hand literally changes direction. The whole flow of what you were doing mid punch suddenly changes into an entirely different move. And it's because your original intention was interrupted. New information is now at play. So you need to adapt accordingly. You can't just go, but I wanted to punch you because the other person doesn't care. They're going to move as best they can. And that is our relationship with reality. So this is why the yin yang is such an important symbol in Taoism and a lot of martial arts is because when one side is strong, the other side can become weak and take advantage of that strength and vice versa. But if you're so focused on being strong all the time, then you miss the strength of being vulnerable. It's a balance all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. I, I had a thought during that about how our clarity and attention to the moment allows us to see the options available as well in every moment. Like we get caught up sometimes when we make a decision. And like you were saying, we get hung up on, on where we want it to go and, and where we think we're going and the idea of where things should be going. And as long as we're stuck on that, and then we start going and we kind of hit a block in the road or something. And, and there are infinite other options, but our idea of where we think we should be going and where we want to be going and all these things get in the way of us seeing all of the other doors that are also available in that moment. So our idea of where we want to go and where we think we should go and where we hope we don't go gets in the way of all of the options we have to keep going. And there's always those options available in, in every single moment, but our ideas are what clouds it. And so what do you got to do? Just come back to the experience that you're having in this moment, let go of you thinking, you know, what's best for you of you, of thinking, you know, how things are going to turn out of thinking, you know, what the best case and worst case outcomes actually are, because you never do. All, you know, is this moment. All, you know, is yourself here and now. And so with that comes more faith in yourself. It's, it's letting go of the rigidity of a blueprint 
of a need for a structured path to walk across because you lack faith in yourself. And with that comes an easier ability to make decisions in the moment. So they, they kind of go hand in hand, like with last week's community topics, making decisions and faith in yourself. As you build faith in yourself, the decisions, the opportunities that are available in every single moment become clearer. When you lack faith in yourself, you rely on the external, you rely on the blueprints, you, you rely on the, the paved paths that have already been walked by so many people because you need something that's proven. You need something that's been shown to work and, oh, it works for them. So I'm just going to follow this path and then it'll work for me. And, and they seem happy. So now I'm going to see, seem happy and they, you know, are doing, seem like they're doing well. So I'm going to be seeming like I'm doing well, just as long as I stay the path, stay this road. And it's so common, so common in our society. And it's also so common not to be free. It's also so fucking common to be suffering. So along with, with walking the road, most traveled, the, the paved path that has always been comes suffering and, and the continuation of, of so much of what we see in our society because we lack faith in ourselves. So we want to go that path and, and we want the decisions made for us as opposed to being able to see the opportunities and the recognition that there are no decisions that we ever have to make. And there's an infinite number available. And what matters more than the decision is, is the mentality is that embodiment is that faith in yourself. Absolutely. Well said. It's so interesting how often the, or how tempting the devil we know can be, right? And that's really all this is about. But what the devil is always tempting you with is pleasure. The devil is always tempting you with, with what you think you want, with what's going to feel good, right? And that's why all of our expectations for the future, all of our plans, you'll notice, are always conveniently avoiding the things that suck and are always going towards the things that we think are going to be awesome, despite the fact that we don't actually have the clarity to know how that's going to play out over time or how it's going to help us grow over time. And so to beat the devil, as it were, you kind of have to embrace hell. And what I mean is that you have to accept that part of your journey is hardship. Part of your journey are those moments that you don't like and don't want to go through. But the more you resist them, the harder they are to learn from. But if you can get into a moment that sucks, if you can get into a job that you don't enjoy, if you can get into a situation that you'd rather not be in, and then take your opinion of that and put it aside so you can actually do what needs to be done to get through that particular situation, the rest of your life has been informed by that. Everything you do from there has been informed by that, which means the next time you have a situation that's similar, it's not going to suck as much because you embraced it last time. It's not going to be as hard to get through or, or believe in yourself because you faced it last time. Each and every time you just embrace the suck, you make it suck less. And that's the whole thing that we get caught up in is like, I want to be happy. Well, how often? And what does that mean? You want to be happy like all the time? You know, after a while, you're going to get bored of that. You're not going to feel as happy about being happy because you're happy all the goddamn time, which means you're going to take it for granted and it's going to start to fade away. And that's the problem with holding on to anything is that it starts to degrade, right? So if you really want to be happy in your life, face more hardship because then you're giving yourself that contrast in terms of experience. You're giving yourself that ability to go, wow, this experience required almost no suck, right? And it's just because 
you've gained strength from facing the other experiences that you would have preferred to avoid. And we talk about this all the time, but how can we know what's best for us if we avoid the experiences that tell us who we are? And that's the problem is we're so busy trying to feel good that we don't recognize that the, the part of us that's trying to feel good is the confused part of us that feels incomplete. As long as we give in to that, it makes it almost impossible to find peace, right? But as soon as we let go of our preferences, of our expectations, of the narrative, of the journey, then we are where we are and what we can do with it is what we can do with it. But if self-definition is in there, then the entire efficacy of what we are capable of in that moment gets cut as a result. And then we wonder why we're not happy and we're not happy because we're not fully involved and it goes into a vicious circle because fulfillment is being fully involved in your life. So it doesn't much matter what you're doing. And so many, I, I get questions sometimes about, you know, what people say, what should I do? I have this situation coming up and, and, you know, what should I do with it? And it's, it's like, again, the decision that you make doesn't much matter. Come back to where you're at right now. And through that, you'll see all of the potential things to learn and, and ways to take it. And eventually you gain that sensitivity to the moment and, and you know what to do and you going along with building that faith in yourself. It's like, you see that there's always something to learn. And when you let go those goddamn preferences, it becomes a lot easier because as long as you have preferences about how your life should be or where you want to be or, or what you should be doing or, or what'll make you successful, there's always going to be that there. You can't out preference yourself. You can't get to a situation that's preferenceless as long as you rely on preferences, as long as you rely on that idea of yourself to feel better, as long as you're always trying to feel better all the time, because it isn't always about feeling better all the time. Because as Ray just said, the, the thing that's always trying to feel better is the thing that's causing you to not feel good so often. That's, that's causing you to suffer so freaking much. The idea of yourself is what comes with the preferences. So we, we talk a lot about letting go of the idea of yourself, but an aspect of that is preference, is opinion. So you don't have to, you know, necessarily fully like all in, let go of the idea of yourself. But as you let go of the preferences, that's letting go of a aspect of the idea of yourself. As you let go of opinions, that's something that builds the idea of yourself is I am something with an opinion that's different from this. And I think it should be this way as opposed to that way. So as you let go of those, it's letting go more and more of the idea of yourself. And all of a sudden you're sitting there without strict preferences. There's still the opportunity to make decisions. Absolutely. But however it ends up, you know, you'll be okay because you don't much rely on what you think things should be to feel more whole and complete, to feel more validated by everything outside of yourself. So as you let go of those things, you're letting go more and more of the idea of yourself and what's left beyond that faith in yourself, peace, freedom, joy, all of those things you've always been seeking. But as long as the idea of you is seeking them, they'll, they'll come very few and far between. Yeah. And it's because we lack the recognition that we are everything in motion. Right. And so we're so busy focused on our own little individual part 
because we're focused on ourselves, because we're focused on that illusion of identity being reality, we cut off our potential. We actually hamstring ourselves in terms of what we're capable of doing because we are looking through such a tiny keyhole, trying to see a big picture. When we are the big picture, we can't see it that way. We actually just have to let go and let it be what it is. And then that's when you find yourself experiencing more intuition. That's when you find yourself suddenly having so much energy just to continue on, despite the fact that what you're doing is quite hard or unpleasant because you're getting something out of it. You are actually growing from each and every moment that you're experiencing because of the mentality that you're in. So it is its own purpose, right? And what I always find interesting, and I like this expression that life helps that which helps life. That is very much what we're doing when we get out of the way and stop identifying with this illusion of separation is that we become part of the whole, or rather we recognize that we're part of the whole and thus it has more influence over us. The nice thing about not holding on to your idea of yourself or your expectations of the future is that you allow your life to actually bring you information that you were ignoring before, that you actually allow yourself to learn new insights from your existence that you never saw because they didn't fit in the narrative that you were holding on to. So there is actually a whole world of potential that happens once we let go of the illusion of ourselves. We actually tap into what we are and have been the whole time, and that's when things start to change. But there's no way to think our way there. There's no way to, to do that and feel good about ourselves in comparison to everyone else, quote unquote, because the two mindsets don't coincide. You can't think value by comparison makes sense and let go of yourself you eventually have to see through the illusion entirely to just surrender. Yeah. I, uh, yesterday I was, I was very much caught up in, I don't know, I guess the idea of, of having, having a trajectory and thinking that I had a, a place to go and, and things to do to get there almost. And I think decision-making goes along well with that or the, uh, the idea of decision-making goes along with that idea of having a trajectory. And so something that can help as well is letting go of the idea that you have a trajectory because that you're on some linear path going to a certain spot. And it's like, it's the same thing with having an idea of where you should be going, where you want to be going and all those things, because as you have a linear direction and it's, you know, a narrow line, you think there's only specific decisions that you have to be making and it kind of works you up and, and creates this weight on top of you that, oh, I, I have to be doing this right now. I have to be doing this right now. I have to be doing this right now because I have a tra trajectory and I have this place that I really want to go and, and get to. And, and if I don't do this now, I don't know, I might miss it. And, you know, this, this time's a ticking, time's moving, got to take advantage of this opportunity, blah, 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 blah. And it's all fucking made up. <laughs> it's all made up. It's all created within yourself, by yourself. As much as it may seem like it's societal expectations, you're the one prescribing to them. You are society. So although it may seem like it's your parents' expectations, or your friends' expectations, or society's expectations, as you take them seriously, they're your expectations. And that's where responsibility comes in, faith in yourself to not have to rely on those expectations because you don't need their validation. You don't need them. But as you rely on all of those things, it creates this sort of idea of a place to get. And therefore, the decisions become a lot heavier. And as long as the decisions are heavy, 
they will constrict you to the recognition that, you know, there are no right or wrong decisions. There is no perfect decision to ever be made. There is no opportunity that's so big that if you miss it, you'll screw everything up. It's like, as you let go of that, you'll see that, holy shit, there's a bunch of doors open right now. And I can walk through any of them. And as, as I do, the faith in myself is built. And then there's even more doors through that door. And a bunch of the doors that were just open will open up again pretty soon. It's like, they're always open, but because we have this idea of this perfect life and path and destination and goals and, and where we want to be, we only see a couple doors because on that path, there might only be one or two doors open. And we, we fear that, you know, they, they start closing quickly and we're like, oh gosh, I better get through that. And then it builds this suffering and this fear and this worry and this anxiety and all this weight on top of us, because we believe that we are this thing separate from everything else that has a path that has a trajectory and you're not. So it doesn't much matter what you choose to do. As long as you maintain the recognition that you're just reality, you're not the idea that you think you are, you don't have a trajectory. And with that comes a lot more freedom because all of a sudden there's an infinite amount of doors open in every single moment and you can walk through whichever one you want. And it's important to remember as a result of that, that not everybody's going to appreciate it. Not everybody's going to understand where you're coming from because when you don't feel free or when you are willingly imprisoning yourself without being aware of it, seeing somebody who is experiencing freedom or somebody who understands that they can actually achieve freedom simply by questioning the prison that they created for themselves can be very uncomfortable. And so often what you will find when you do make a decision that other people don't understand, or you do go in a direction that other people might call foolhardy because of the way they look at themselves or the, the way that they look at their own capabilities. Expect that. Expect a world that is dependent on the illusion of control to get very uncomfortable when you start to realize the reality of influence and freedom. It's a very different mentality to be in, to suddenly just get into a conversation and be able to talk and not feel insecure about yourself because there's no real reason to judge your progress. The only thing you can do is keep is talk and do the best that you can and alter what you're doing according to the conversation. It's always the same. So there's almost no point in thinking about yourself at all, except maybe to have a moment of insight, except maybe to have a moment of reflection. But in terms of judging your performance, none of that makes sense ever. And as you practice that and you question yourself less or you, you doubt yourself a little less, people who doubt themselves more will think that you're being arrogant. They will look at you in a way that validates the way they continue to choose to be. And it's important to recognize that, that making decisions, being free is not something that most people are going to understand until they themselves decide they want to understand it. This is why Andrew, at the beginning of this episode, referred to it as the wide path traveled by many in the same way that Jesus did, because that narrow path is traveled by very, very few right now, which is why it's so important that you travel it for you. Not us, but for you, because that's the only way that the path is going to get better worn. That's the only way we're going to continue to be able to go down that together and explore what is in that direction is by having the courage to do it ourselves, regardless of what other people might think about us. Because again, they are us. It's still the same relationship with eternity. It's just that they are parts of us that are avoidant, that are afraid, that are still wrapped up in the illusion. There's nothing to judge there. But don't be afraid of their judgment either, because it's not real. 
Yeah. It's always got to be for you because as long as it's for them, you're seeing a them, <laughs> then you're missing it all. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's funny how, how interconnected all of that is and how many of our lack of faith or lack of trust in ourselves, how many of us struggle to make decisions is because of our concern with the quote unquote others. And when you recognize there are no others, you're always talking to yourself. Every decision you make is entirely to do with yourself. And everything you interact with is also yourself. And there is, there's no longer any reason not to have faith in yourself because there isn't anything else. And you're just a fabric, a, a thread in the tapestry of reality, just flowing, flowing with it. And there's nothing you can ever do right. Something you can never do wrong. As long as you recognize that, doesn't much matter what decision you make. That's right. Just go from moment to moment, have some sensitivity or as much as you can get. And that always depends on you not focusing on illusions. The rest plays out as it's supposed to. So all of that said, this has been a great episode. We covered a lot in terms of these two topics. And I do encourage you, the listener, to join us again next week. Uh, you can suggest a topic for the next Community Topics episode by joining us on Patreon or Discord. Patreon members do get uh, priority voting, so every Patreon member's vote does count for two. So if you'd like to vote on Patreon and Discord, you can also do that if you're really invested in having your topic at the top of the list. Um, we love these suggestions. We love these topics that are coming up. We are always happy to explore them. The more suggestions that we get, obviously, the less chance there is that you're going to be able to have yours at the top of that of that list when it comes to voting. So we do encourage you to go and make those suggestions as much as you can, just to throw them in the mix and see what everybody else thinks. Because I find it really funny that these community topics are further evidence of the flow that we're often talking about, because we don't choose the topics. We don't suggest the topics. We really do leave it up to the audience members and they come up with, su with subjects and they vote on those subjects. And I find it funny that this is the third episode where the topics we've been talking about directly correlate to things that are happening in my existence, things that I'm going through myself, things that I've been thinking about or having insights about. So as always, the flow is just so much fun to follow. And, and we really appreciate your participation in these community topics episodes. Yeah, it, uh, it is very funny how correlated the topics have been to our lives, to my life. Um, but yeah, it's fun. So yeah, if you're interested, if you're enjoying these episodes, definitely hop on Discord, hop on Patreon, get your votes in. Uh, we appreciate everyone who takes the time to vote, to suggest topics in the Community Topics Discord channel. And yeah, looking forward to next week. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you then. Hi, everyone.